Okay, we're recording. Yay! <laughs> um, Welcome to TBD. Unrehearsed. That was unrehearsed. That was unplanned. <laughs> um, welcome to episode two. Two. T-W-O. T-W-O. Not, what was the other spelling of T? Of, oh, like episode T-O-O? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I, I'm not sure if you were just confused about whether it was the word T. <laughs> no, I just, since we spelled out T-B-D, mm. which is, I mean, you have to. I felt like spelling out T-W-O. There's, I stand by it. There's no way to get T-B-D out there without spelling it, unless you tried pronouncing it. T-B-D. I just wanted to do it. I, that's fine. I applaud. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that was Emily. This is Matt. <laughs> um, I, there are certain things I'm going to try to make sure we maybe do every podcast and at least say either our own names or the other person's names. That, that time was the other one. I don't know what we did last week. I think said. we introduced ourselves last week. I okay. think. Well, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Our millions of listeners will tell us. Um, maybe. <laughs> um, uh, me first? You first? Or do you, do you have something to say? <laughs> well, I was going to say that uh, when I took Sketch 101, um, I wrote one sketch that I liked and the rest I could live without but it was the parody and i did a parody of podcasts oh yeah and one of the things in it was the are you recording now what each podcast has at the beginning yeah to start it and that. i felt that related to what just happened yeah we should we'll cut this and put it in the beginning <laughs> instead of right here uh <laughs> that's a good part to parody too because when they're actually doing it they're recording it well it's like What's that like? So they they record a podcast and then there's junk that they don't want to use. Mm-hmm. And then like a good podcast also has a theme song, a thing that I'm not sure if we've just dis- if we've gotten one. If this podcast is in your ears, you may, you may or may not have heard a theme song. <laughs> but so when they do that thing, they record, then they add a theme song, but then they put that part like before the theme song, like they cut it like the are we recording I've heard this style before. Yes. I'm mostly thinking of Pete Holmes' You Made It Weird, where he just hits the record button as soon as people walk into the room. Okay. So I haven't listened to his, but uh, I've heard it like 538 does it, Mm -hmm. where they have like this sort of, they take like a chunk of like banter that is, is like maybe are you recording or it might just be like they went on a tangent. And it's kind of funny because, like, you'd think normally you would just cut that part, but they don't cut it. They cut it out of where it is and then put it in the beginning. But then if you listen to the whole episode, you can kind of hear the part that you assume it was removed from. So you're like, oh, this is where the thing from the beginning is, is cut out. It could be any random tangent. I wish I could think of an example of a tangent. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, if we were trying to talk about, uh, um, I don't know. We were trying to talk about uh, pollution and one of us started talking about like Brita filters and we made a joke about Brita filters and then we just like kept talking about pollution. You might like cut out that Brita filter joke and put it at the beginning beginning, and then like as you listening and you hear them talk about water pollution, you go like, oh, this must have been where the Brita thing came from. That makes sense. And 538 is serious. So when like 
when they do jokes, they cut them or they, that's, I don't mean that. <laughs> they like, if they do that kind of joke banter, they'll cut it and then they'll put it as the intro. I need to start listening to that one. It's, it's a good one. There'll be a new one tomorrow. I'll have to download it by tomorrow. <laughs> Which I know we don't know when these podcasts come out, but I can say that they come out on Mondays. That's so. true. That's when a pod saves comes out. Yep. Same time, same day. I get it. They come out at the same time. They come out at like five or six at Ugh. night. Um, I think it's weird because they're trying to get like the news of the day, mm-hmm. but they record them at like one in the afternoon. So they still might miss like four There's hours of so much news. news. Uh, <sighs> speaking of news, if this is your first time listening, <laughs> this is, this is like the extended banter you're supposed to cut <laughs> that we haven't gotten to we were avoiding we've so thus far avoided what this podcast is actually about oh yes that's true our podcast t b d (laughs) is about tea and friendship tea and friendship that's our that should be our slogan i know we wrote one last week but it should be a podcast about tea and friendship (laughs) um should i introduce this tea you should yes we have tea we're drinking tea this is a rose green tea. So it's not only is it green tea, but it has rose petals in it. It's quite good. Um, it's from T two. T, T W O. T W O. It is T W O. Yes. Technically, it's a T. The letter T. The letter T. And then the <laughs> number two. Yeah, it's not T E A, two. T two. It's Australian, I think. Uh, I got it as a gift, so I know a little less about it <laughs> than I maybe should. But it does taste very good. It's very sweet. Do you think it's sweet? I think it's sweet. It's good. You did. You, I, did, I you did, did add your sweet and low. I did add sweet and low to it, but that's just that's that's just how I drink tea. Uh, I went no. I don't really. I want to say I don't put sugar in tea, but that's not totally true. I put it in. I'll put it in like just like a a bland like Earl Grey mm-hmm. that gets sugar. This is, I'm going to, a little bit about me is, is I, if I'm trying something new or different or weird, like I won't add stuff to it. So, uh, cause I want to like appreciate it the way it was like m- meant, uh, not meant to be appreciated, but like, I want to like, like I know what sugar tastes like. So when I'm trying like, <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm like having like last week with your tea, I told you I'd put sugar in it and then I, I never did. But you didn't. I did put some milk in it. You did. Um, but it's like, I wanted to see, I just want the sugarless version. And that was very sweet too. Yes, that is a very sweet tea. Um, I guess, I don't know if we said this, but TBD. T stands for T. T. <laughs> like T-E-A. T-E-A. It's kind of like, what's... um. Like those poems that are acrostics. That's how I imagine our name, by the way. It's like, so you have like yeah. TBD and then like going down, it's like T-E-A off yeah. the T. And TBD is too, well, to be... Decided. Decided. Are we going with decided? I, I wouldn't know if it's decided or determined. I think be. it can be both, but I'm not... I'm just saying we should put our foot down on what one this podcast is. Decided or determined. I mean, that's a big decision. Um should we decide it or determine it right now? <laughs> uh, I think let's go determined. To be determined. 
So I think to me the acrostic on this is T B determined. I'm proud of myself. I don't care. <laughs> Thank you. Should we do a clink? Oh yes. Should we do a clinky? Um we did it last week. And I I I haven't listened to see if that came out in our first episode and it might not have come out in this one but we just clinked if we do it in our third episode you'll find out if you can hear it on the recording yeah i i haven't listened despite the fact that we are recording these in separate weeks we haven't released any of them yet that's true and i haven't listened to the first one yet uh i'm probably worried that i'll be slurping too much in it that's see that's Um, i'm having that fear right now um (sighs) Yeah, and well, I also I just did it, but I make I make like sounds with my mouth, <laughs> so I can't wait to hear all those. Um, I feel like I'm swallowing very loudly, and I'm trying to to go away from the microphone. Yeah, but then I'm not close to the microphone for the levels. Uh, it's true. I don't know. I don't know if like people get just like they record in a podcast and then they just stop making noises. I do know that on. One of the guys on Pods of America, I can hear him doing like mouth things. And uh, I don't remember which one it is. I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really have a good ear for all deciding who all of them are. Because um, I think maybe if I knew what they looked like, I'd be able to like assi- assign what they looked like to their, their voices. Their voices do match their faces. Yeah. They and do. It would just help me divide them better. Like when I listen to other podcasts, like if I listen to like podcasts with like celebrities, I mean, not. They're kind of celebrities, but um, like real celebrities, because I know what they look like. Mm-hmm. I never like confuse anybody. Um, and sometimes when people are like to me similar, similarly voiced, but then I look at them, then I can be like, okay, that person is that voice and that name. <laughs> um, what I'm saying is, if you think Emily and I sound alike, <laughs> look at pictures of us. <laughs> our voices really do match our faces. <laughs> Um, I would say yes. <laughs> Couple of tea loving nerds. <laughs> tea loving nerds. Uh, uh, Matt and I have spent basically the whole day together. That's true. Um, we. This is great. We're not even getting to my topic this week. I don't think. No, we can talk the, about it whenever you want to start. The topic will be what we did today. Um, <laughs> did improv practice earlier. That's true. <laughs> so cool, and then we got uh breakfast food at a diner <laughs> that's true but it was like three o'clock it was like three ish three thirty three thirty ish i'm not sure um and then uh i went and caught a pokemon pokemon go <laughs> that's I went, true i was legendary caught a legendary pokemon and yes i still play pokemon go and i caught it so that's pretty cool for me on the first try first try uh sometimes that you never catch them and i got it in the first one uh, <laughs> and then we took the local train to my apartment, which is where we record this. <laughs> uh, this these first few episodes, I think, should all just be insider facts about us. You know, we'll That's talk true. talk about improv, talk about breakfast foods, get um, to know us a little bit, get to know us. Uh, Emily and I ordered the same sort of food. We ordered the two eggs. We did two eggs, but two different styles. I did scrambled. I did dippy. dippy. Over easy. Um. I also got the home fries and you got regular fries. Regular fries. And I also got uh, turkey bacon. You did the no I meat. didn't get any bacon. Um, 
And it's funny because you almost got the soup and you didn't get the soup because mm-hmm. there was no meat in it. Exactly. But then you got the eggs instead and still didn't get any meat with it. <laughs> I know, but I wanted my soup to have meat if I got soup. I, it's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> the fact that you did then ate something without meat at all. It's breakfast. Eat some uh, salty meats. Do you not like salted? I like bacon on an egg sandwich and that's, eh, I'll eat other bacon, but it's not. I don't get the craze about bacon. I like it, but um I I don't uh I like turkey bacon, which is different and actually I hear worse for you <laughs> cuz it's like got more salt in it or something. Um but I don't eat turkey bacon because I think it's better for you. As I just admitted, I don't think it is. <laughs> uh I like the taste of turkey bacon more than regular bacon. And I also am not crazy about regular bacon. So uh, that is a f- that is a thing that I've often been ridiculed for is not being like a bacon head. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't like ham that much either. Not a big salted pork. I don't know. <laughs> I do like ham, but like I mean, actual ham. I, I like it just fine, and I'll eat it like we have it at like Christmas and like Easter, my family. But I kind of won't otherwise buy it or make it or whatever i don't know i guess if it's on like a is that like on a cold cut sandwich or whatever like you I can guess, have a ham cold cut sandwich That's i would my never favorite. i would never order a ham one i would but i would eat it if it was on is it like if it was like in like a ham and turkey or something like that that would be good to me interesting uh and i also used to make ham sandwiches from like say like easter leftovers and you have like thick pieces of ham instead of like it's not deli ham it's like it's like yeah ham like honey baked ham yeah but i would put that in a sandwich and that was good uh okay well let me tell you my topic now your topic's not ham i do have to look we okay it took us uh 13 ish minutes to get, that's not bad actually it's not bad i think we took longer time last week yeah although we actually had things to say and not just what did you do today <laughs> how has your day been going and we had the same day <laughs> i for the record am pro ham on thanksgiving anti turkey on thanksgiving because i don't like turkey you don't like turkey you don't like turkey all right we can let's stay on let's stay on food for me <laughs> we can um we can go to your topic whenever yes i don't love turkey i will have it because it's thanksgiving but my mom will also make me and my brother ham because that is what we want uh so we who uh who do you have thanksgiving with like oh we go to it's at my parents house and how many is it you just your parents and your brother and anyone else no it's like my mom's side of the family so like i'm gonna say like 30 people okay it's a big, it's a big it's group. A lot, that's a lot of people. She's and, a lot of brothers and sisters. And she makes turkey and ham because most of those people want turkey and you guys want ham. Um, I mean, other people eat the ham. But she has but, to make both. Yes. Because she, it would be weird for her to only have ham because a lot of people would be like, where's the turkey? Yes. <laughs> um, Although the last two years she asked my, she bought the ham, but then gave it to my cousin to cook at her house. Uh I think that's common because if you only have one oven, you can only cook one exactly. giant thing. Exactly. So I think I'm trying to remember. I um, I am fine with ham on holidays. Like I said, I just like wouldn't otherwise buy it. Uh, but I'm definitely a big turkey on Thanksgiving person. And my, I have a similar thing where I go to my 
aunt and uncle's house and we have like 20 or whatever people there mm. and they will make two turkeys and i think i guess maybe there is ham or something there was ham yeah i mean there's enough people where it's worth it but my favorite thing is the deep fried turkey i've never had a deep fried turkey so that so have that that's better than regular turkey it's like i don't know what it, i don't even know what it is like people I've heard people be like, well, it's more moist or whatever. And I was like, I'm not even sure that's the thing. It's just better. It's just something about it. Well, it's deep fried. Deep fried is better. <sighs> yeah. But like the in- even the meat on the inside is just like tastier for some reason. And I don't think it's the moistness. I think it just tastes better. <laughs> and I also went to a Friendsgiving this year. And they had three different things. They had regular um, in the oven turkey. They boring grilled turkey on like a gas grill like outside oh um that was really weird i i think i maybe didn't get a good piece of it because <laughs> I, I i love things on the grill and i wasn't crazy about what i was eating uh and they also had that um and i may pronounce this incorrectly <laughs> uh is it sous vide do you know this thing you're giving explain. me a, a I don't blank know. face. Oh, I'm going to explain it in a way that is not going to be very ed- educational. <laughs> <laughs> I It is a new thing. This is new. And my understanding of it... So it's like a it's like a craze. It's like, do you remember when like... This is a long time ago now. But when um, George Foreman grills yeah. were like... That was like everyone had one. George Foreman's, yeah. And like now... I mean, people still own them or whatever. But like they're not as cool as they were yes <laughs> so this is like that kind of and i guess it's like i don't know i'm gonna say this everything i'm saying about this is probably wrong i know of only like two facts that'll be right and i'll point those out and the rest like it, it might be healthier or something or like people really like it and basically and this i think are the facts um you like put your food in a bag like a special kind of bag. Like a plastic bag? Yeah. Like a Ziploc bag? Like a... I think it's like a Ziploc bag, but I think they're like special for this. Or like you could put a whole thing of food in it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you could put a whole... Whatever. Like they didn't, they didn't put a whole turkey and they had like pieces of turkey. I think you maybe buy it a specific way. Like how much you can buy like... You can buy like a turkey pest. Cuts of things. Yeah. And then you put it in the bag and then you put the bag in water... <laughs> and then the sous vide is like this like electronic thing that you put in the water that like heats it up i might be it's kind of like like i think why i don't know what it is is like i don't know how it's different necessarily from boiling something <laughs> but the, the food is not in the food itself is not in water i guess that's what makes it different i don't know it's like this weird it's like a wand it's like a stick electronic thing i'm gonna have to water. look this up i feel bad that i i feel bad that i don't have a good enough explanation but I felt like a real dummy even at this like Friendsgiving that I didn't know what it was yet. And it sounded like everyone else already was aware of this thing. And I like still, this is the only food I've ever eaten out of it. And it was good. It was like really tender. It just feels less like, I mean, it definitely feels cooked, but it feels like, I don't know, almost like it probably is like the perfect amount of cooked. Yeah. But I think what I appreciate about something being cooked in an oven or whatever is almost the, uh, um, the fact that it isn't perfect yes 
I don't expect my food to be perfect in that way. Like I, I don't mind if there's some parts that are more charred than others or whatever. Sometimes you want a little crunchier piece. Yeah. And I like the skin on things and you, I don't think you're really not. And the skin on meat is like the worst part for you, right? Like, yeah, I think so. But it's my favorite part to eat. And I think if you sous vide something, you don't really get that crispy outer part. Hmm. There's also why the deep fried uh, turkey is really good because you get that like crispy outside. It's very good. I believe you. Um, I think that concludes our Thanksgiving portion. I think that can con- conclude our Thanksgiving portion. Um, uh, I, mean, more to, no, I think I'm done with my Thanksgiving. I, just, we- I just love pumpkin pies. <laughs> Pumpkin pie is great. Do you know? Oh, I have another weird. Oh, no. This is, this, maybe my topic will just be weird facts about food that I have. But how does that relate um, to the tea? Pumpkin pie is often, often not made from pumpkin. I did know that. You know? Isn't it like squash? It's a, a kind of, yeah, it's a specific kind of squash. I can't remember which one. I think there's actually a few things. Like one of them is like close, like really close to being a pumpkin, but it's technically a squash. And mm, Yeah. Um. But it tastes the same and or better. Some people try to say it tastes better. I think it's just more cost efficient. I pumpkins, I think, are not. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, it's, it's, to me, they seem like they like you can probably make more squash with fewer resources than the same number of like the pounds per pumpkin made. <laughs> pounds per pumpkin made. PPPM. <laughs> Yep. It's an official uh, stat. Put it in. Put it up. Lower than the pounds per squash made PPSM. (laughs) Uh, Because, you know, there's a huge part of pumpkin that you just throw away. Like the middle, like, I mean, I don't know if pie pumpkins are the same as like jack-o'-lantern pumpkins, but like, you know, when you open up uh, a pumpkin like that, I feel like there's a lot of air and a lot of... There's a lot of air. I mean, Which I guess, part do you use for the pumpkin? Do you use the squishy stuff or do you use the outside stuff? I mean, I think you use, I think you use the, so you would take out the seeds. Yeah, you definitely take out the seeds. And I think you'd take out like that sort of meshy part that the seeds are attached yeah. to. But then you'd use the part that's sort of like, you take off the skin and I think, I don't know. And then you use like the meat part that's like between the skin and the seeds. So like if it was like a watermelon, okay. you'd use like the white part that you yeah don't like eat. the okay <laughs> that's like the part of the pumpkin i know i just used <laughs> another kind of food to <laughs> talk about a first kind of food but i think that makes sense it does make sense um I'm trying to think like another like if you imagine the earth okay i'm imagining the earth you 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 throw away the crust of the earth that's the best part and you throw away it's where i am it's where you are it's the best part they've never drilled all the way through Yep. That's how thick the crust is. Steep. It's um, thick. It's... You would throw away the crust and you'd throw away the core and you'd keep the mantle. And I think that's oh, that is a pumpkin. Good, that is good. Um, that's not, yeah, it's not bad. I liked it. I liked it. Um, I'm deeply terrified of the earth, but that's fine. That can be. Of the earth? Yes. <laughs> uh, the crust is so big that they tried drilling it. And I think it, they did it in like Russia or something. And they drilled so far that the drill stopped working, but they still couldn't get all the way through the crust. Yeah, why would you want to? That's just like making a volcano. Volcanoes are terrifying. Yeah. I, Earthquakes are terrifying. They don't know what would happen. I have this like f- fear that like they would drill all the way through and then like all the insides of the earth would like spray out of it and then <laughs> we'd have like an empty earth. <laughs> That's my thought. <laughs> um, 
I mean, I feel like gravity would still work. Uh, yeah, but um, I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's like when, well, I guess the whole earth wouldn't spout. But like, it's like if you like stab um, a straw into a juice box and then juice comes out. I know that has to do with more with you squishing the box than anything else, but uh, I'm again, again, I'm deeply terrified of the earth and the fact that we're floating on hot lava. Although it's not hot lava, it's, ma- it's, it's magma. It's magma. It's inside. You, it's inside. You were you weren't sure it was magma, but I can tell you for sure it's magma. <laughs> um, and that terrifies me. And um, the volcanoes terrify me. Earthquakes terrify me. Okay, However, so no California, no Hawaii. No California, no Hawaii. <laughs> um, I'm going to Yellowstone later this year and just putting myself right in There's, the thick of it. What about, so what do you think about geysers? Well, see, the thing about Yellowstone is that it's sitting on a giant volcano. Right, but that's, the geysers are and the geysers because of the are volcano. Because right? of it. Um, but like also a geyser is also like hot water coming out of the earth. So are those um, scary to you too? <laughs> you know, I don't like the idea of what's causing it. But the geyser itself is not scary. Okay. I mean, it, don't be afraid of hot water because this, this is a podcast about tea. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm not planning on touching a geyser or yep. any of the hydrothermal a, features. Or a volcano or an earthquake. You won't touch any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go near any of them except for maybe a geyser, but I wouldn't touch it. Although there's like part of me that wants to go to Hawaii to see the lava flows because I think it would really help me with my uh, anxiety issues. But well, you would see it and you'd know this isn't so bad. Yeah, but right beneath the surface, it could explode at any time. That's true. That's what happened in Pompeii. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, was I talking to Pompeii about, with you the other day? I don't think so. I was so. talking about Pompeii with somebody. Oh, well. Oh, I know who it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, they're in Italy right now. That's why they're talking about Pompeii. Uh, <laughs> Good luck to them. Uh, have you ever been in an earthquake? Um, I mean, I think technically the answer to that is yes, but I didn't feel it. Uh, I have been, I did feel it and I think I did acknowledge it briefly. It was, I was at work. This was in Boston. This happened. Boston. There was an earthquake in Washington, DC, I think. Yes. That's the one I was thinking. And you could feel it all the way in New England. I think you could, I think the furthest away was like parts of Maine. You could like feel this earthquake. But I remember being in my office and it shaking and I'd be, me being like, what the heck just happened? And uh, my off, I worked in down, I worked downtown. So like there were often trucks and things that would like drive by and like oddly shake the building. Like, <laughs> and it's, it was a big building. Um, weird fact is that it was like one of the first technically skyscrapers in Boston, but it was only like 10 stories because it was like back when skyscrapers were 10 stories. <laughs> um and, uh, but trucks would drive outside and like some like dump trucks or something or thing like big heavy trucks would drive and the, they might hit like a pothole and then it would oddly like shake the whole building. Cause it was, uh, like not a lot, but you could just like feel it. I don't know if yeah. you've been in a building and it'd shake like that. And so it felt like that, but like more intense. And I was like, that wasn't a truck. What was that? And I found out it was like the earthquake. <sighs> um, but it did not affect, I felt it, but it ultimately did not affect my life. <laughs> Someone once told me, um, that there was a fault line that runs... I'm going to give you three different streets that it could be on, but I don't know. remember which one. That's either on 96th Street, 105th Street, 
or 125th Street. Okay. A fault line through New York? <laughs> yes. And that if it were to go where we were at the time would like just like be gone. Mm. And I wanted to cry immediately. But I have not looked into the uh, truthfulness of that because I don't want to know. Yeah, I, have, I, I would be very surprised because I had not heard... I'd be surprised because I haven't heard of it. <laughs> that was the most conceited thing I could say about that. <laughs> but I've long thought, I've long realized that this podcast, like as it keeps going, it's going to, it's like sort of my like excuse to like mansplain. <laughs> like, uh, not that I condone that be the aggressive part of that behavior, but I was like, this is a podcast literally about explaining things yeah, that's to people. True. <laughs> um, I read a tweet we can get to your thing after I tell you about this tweet. I've been thinking about how my thing relates to all this, and I'm not sure if it does, but let's hear about this tweet. <laughs> um, it was like, mansplaining is only when you're explaining some something to someone when they're an expert. So like, yes, if you started telling me about teaching or when I'm like, maybe I'm not an expert at teaching, but you know. Yeah. Yes. And I, yes, I 100% agree with this. And, uh, that's why like when people overuse the term, it gets me mad. It's like, cause yeah, you could be like, maybe you're calling someone who is an expert, a mansplainer. You're like, no, they're just, they're literally, they're explaining. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, yeah. So I, I don't know if I read that tweet, but I've definitely like read similar things. And then when you read someone like it is, it, I mean, no, I've never, I don't think I've ever been like actually accused of mansplaining. <laughs> um, <laughs> But like, I don't know, sometimes you do like read that on the internet or something. You're like, you quit mansplaining. You're like, no, this person actually added valuable. Yeah. <laughs> like a comment. There's like a difference between lecturing someone who already knows everything about that topic and explaining information yeah. in a kind way. What's... But something they didn't know. I have an anecdote about this, but I'm trying to remember if it's like someone I know or something I read on the internet. And I don't want to like, no, I'm not going to go in because <laughs> I don't want to like blow up someone's spot. Or or explain an article everyone's already read before. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I I have taught. Did you know I've I've taught things in my life. You said you did improv with kids. Oh, uh, I don't know if that's what it was. That was not my. That's not my teaching thing. What have you uh, taught? Although I did used to lead an improv like jam workshop sort of. It wasn't quite neither a jam nor a workshop, but wow. I was like I would like moderate. So I guess I wasn't teaching as much as I was like leading the discussion or like <laughs> steering discussions in certain ways uh i used to teach merit badges summer camp because you're an eagle scout i am and i did that uh 16 17 18 and 19 were the ages that i would teach that so i i did it into being an adult <laughs> uh, as soon as you said i've never tried explaining teaching to you i was like oh what if i did this which actually leads me into my topic should i just oh my god yes please let me get a sip of my tea um so I was thinking, so I, I got this rose green tea and we were sort of mentioning botany and <laughs> plants and things because I was trying to wedge my, basically I'm trying to like last week, Emily had spot on tea reference to her topic. I we did. We Queens, the thing, not the place. And <laughs> um, uh, she brought a, a Paris tea. Tea. Because the queen I was talking about queen, yes. lived in Paris for a while. I had lots of Paris questions about the Parisian court. Like, uh, do they still have queens and et cetera? Yes. <laughs> That's, if you didn't listen, go back and listen to last week's episode. It's a great combo. 
Uh, it's really how we kicked this whole thing off. <laughs> and so her tea was spot on. And I thought, you know, let's just show the real scope of how unrelated the tea has to be. And so I actually did think about the Boy Scouts. And I have a lot of Boy Scout stories. And I could go on and on forever and ever about the Boy Scouts. I have so many stories. But I thought I would narrow it down to something smaller in scope one part of what i did in the boy scouts um which was like the community service aspect of it Ooh. and uh like you said so i was i'm an eagle scout um which means i had to do like an eagle scout project um i also like the biggest part about doing an eagle scout project is not really the scope of the project or um let's see scope or like cost or like benefit like you want it to be beneficial in some way but it's not like you don't have to like do some grand gesture that's like you know i built the retirement home (laughs) you know like or i you know i um whatever i don't know it can be any size the main thing is that you're it should be beneficial in some way and it's more about like the planning of it Mm. and so like you also can't like do it yourself. You can't be like, I'm going to do this. It has to be like, we are going to do this thing. And you're leading the project. Wow. Teaching leadership skills. Yeah. Cause that's like, honestly, like the doing, like, I think they think, I don't know if people did, had done this or whatever, but it's like, I'm going to raise, you know, a thousand dollars for the homeless shelter. It's like, that sounds nice. But like, and I, I don't know if we're mm, actually raising money, I think is like, frowned upon as your eagle project um not that it can't be like part of it (laughs) but like i think you can't you can't just like have a fundraiser uh but say it was like um i don't know usually it's like building something or whatever let me tell you what i did for mine (laughs) maybe that'll be more clear i'm on edge um we went to an elementary school that's related to you. Yep. <laughs> uh, no, we went to an elementary school for um, people with disabilities. Or, or is that the word I'm supposed to use these days? Um, <laughs> um, might be called special needs school, but I'm not sure. Yeah, that sounds better. Uh, but at any rate, like a place where, and this is probably everywhere now, but when I was an Eagle Scout and this wasn't everywhere, um, you know, they had lots of like, uh, ramps and railings and things to, um, so people could, um, you know, bring in wheelchairs or, um, you know, just important to have railings. Um, so you don't like fall or things like that. And any, uh, there were, I, at the time I had measured it. I, I couldn't tell you how many yards of railing this is anymore. <laughs> uh, but we basically like sanded away all the old paint. Uh, they were like metal railings. So like the paint was like, Oh, yes. Coming off mm-hmm. and sort of like, you know, that's not great. <laughs> you don't want to like hold on to a metal railing that like paints chipping off yeah. on and sanded all the railings and then repainted them and like on the whole school. So there was like uh, all these <laughs> like three, I think like three or we did all the exterior ones. We didn't do any interior. I guess interior ones, the paint doesn't fall off. Yeah, not as much. Like not rain right. and stuff. And it was like those railings that are like three railings so it's like oh the the top bar and then there's like a middle bar and there's like the lowest bar i don't yeah and so 
it was something like 400 yards of railing or something like that. I don't know if that's way more or way less than it was. <laughs> uh, and the thing was like, you have to get the volunteers. So you get people to come and do the sanding and the painting. And then you have to like, there is like some raising money. Like I remember going to a hardware store and like telling them like, hi, I'm doing my Eagle Scout project. Can I get sandpaper and paint and like whatever, like things like that. Um, and then you like schedule people to come. So they're like, you can be like, Hey guys, I'm doing my project. Can you come down at one o'clock on Saturday, whatever. And then, um, you know, assign people duties. So you'd be like, okay, you're in charge of like, I don't know, like making sure everyone gets paint Mm -hmm. (laughs) or something like that. Um, and so like, that's the thing. Um, so mine, (laughs) Uh, I've gotten better at explaining it over the years because it used to be like we painted a bunch of railings and that sounded really <laughs> stupid and now I'm like oh I'll sell it a little more um, and you know, it was for people who it benefited like I don't care if my railing to my apartment is well painted but <laughs> that yeah. helped these help these kids you know yeah um, and so I also did a lot of these projects and the like way you participate in other people's like projects. I would yes so I had one for just me <laughs> but then I would do yeah like random other people's things and uh so I guess my green tea and my flowers is like these community service projects were sometimes they were green plant things um I did also plant oh I I did have a funny one this is this is a funny anecdote of another community service thing I did where like we were this is maybe bad but it's also funny where we were supposed to be clearing this path um in the woods and we were just trying to like spruce it up and make it nicer and uh, you have to have fun while you do this stuff too and uh we would do this one thing actually i probably would i don't know how i'd find this now i guess i'd still find it funny i i'm very green in my in my life i recycle everything Look at you go. Uh, like, thank you. <laughs> I just like, oh, I, I donate money to like, my my charitable contribution in the world is that I donate money to NRDC, which is like mm-hmm. the lawyer fund that tries to protect the environment. So like they, they're like one of the groups that will like sue for like the XL pipeline and mm-hmm. to try to stop government actions and things and um Donald Trump being elected helped spur me to do this. <laughs> oh, I, I started donating to Planned Parenthood because of that. Yeah. So, um, yes, I think everyone, I kind of like around that was like, yeah, everyone should kind of like donate something to something. Like I do like a monthly, I think it's like $15 or something. Um, but I was like, I'll do the environment because I care about that. And I also feel like it's like, it turns out the environment is a very underappreciated topic. Um, like when they do like polling and stuff and they ask people like what the most important issues are, like people always say like the economy is like number one, even though the president has like almost nothing to do with the economy. Yeah. Uh, and they list, you know, it's economy, jobs. Um, you know, some people say like, you know, like either like benefit, like welfare or Medicaid and Medicare. Like those, these yeah. are all things that healthcare, obviously, these are all things near the top. I mean, obviously like there are certain groups of people who are like uh their one issue is like that they want abortion abandoned and yeah. stuff like that and like the environment is like something that people will like if you ask like do you care what the environment 
most people say yes. But when you ask people to rank it, the environment is like the fifteenth most important thing or whatever. I'm making that number up, but it's not very high. So that's why I picked that because I was like, well, actually, put money towards something people don't care about. That's so good. Planned Parenthood is another good one. Um, I think just. In my world, I'm like, I bet you so many people are donating to Planned Parenthood that I'm like, I'm going to donate to the environment. Because <laughs> um, there were other things. Like, I could, I don't know. There are other causes that I find If I had worthy all of the money in the world, I'd donate to everything. Yes. Um, we're not millionaire donors. <laughs> uh, Honestly, also, sadly. And I don't donate enough even to like, I don't get like any tax break from it. Cause yeah. It's, it's not, if you donate $15 a month, I don't think that's like, that's <laughs> not enough to like really whatever and these new tax laws it's not even gonna matter anymore it's not gonna matter I anymore i don't think maybe not factually accurate <laughs> anyways i'm very green now this is all a disclaimer for this sort of not green thing i did in the past <laughs> where <laughs> we were clearing these paths and what we would do is we would take these really really thin but tall trees and we would bend them over so they're thin enough where you could like basically bend them so they're like almost horizontal to the ground and we would prune all the leaves off of it except for one branch at the top. And then we would whip the tree back up and it would go up and it would just have this one branch at the top. And we called this uh, Seussing trees. Like they were from Dr. Seuss. Because <laughs> all the trees in those books are like just like one random branch hanging off of it. <laughs> uh, and that was what we called it, Seussing trees. We only did it a few times, but it was... And we were, to be fair, trying to clear this path. <laughs> So the th- we didn't do these to these trees. They were goners anyways because they were just like these thin trees that didn't belong in the middle of a trail. Mm. Okay, I have a couple questions. Uh, I do want to throw it to you because I feel like I just talked for a it's long okay. time. I've been planning my questions. I wanted you to tell your story. One, um, related to your story, do you think your ego project helped you in your leadership skills? Hmm. Good question. Um so I think, I think Boy Scouts helped me in my leadership skills because I actually was pretty good at that. Um, cause so here's, uh, so when I, um, was in Boy Scouts, like I was like really, really into it. Like from the beginning, I remember like, well, when my mom signed me up for Cub Scouts, I like cried cause I thought I'd, it was like so uncool to be like a, a boy, a Cub Scout or whatever. This is like second grade. I don't know why I was so concerned with how cool it was. Um, but then I really loved it. And then when I was in, especially Boy Scouts, like it's like way more fun than Cub Scouts. I would imagine. Cause you can sort of do your own thing in Boy Scouts. And I was so into it that like I, I climbed the ranks the early ranks like really fast. Like I went through the first like three or four ranks, like super quick and people thought I was going to be an, this really young Eagle scout, uh, which happens to like really motivated people. Like basically the way I was acting was like these motivated people who just like get Eagle scout really young. And then at some point I just like still super into it, but I like wasn't as into the advancement of it all. Mm-hmm. So I was like, and also by the time I was done, I had so I had like a crazy amount of merit badges, like way more than most of my friends ever had. <laughs> uh, I just like wasn't like in order to get Eagle Scout, you have to get certain required merit badges and also just like other merit badges. So I was basically what I wasn't doing was getting a lot of the required ones. I was just like doing more fun stuff. Uh, but I think because I had this like uh, attitude of like 
chilling, like being just cool about it, like not worrying about getting Eagle Scout that like, um, I'm really painting on why I think this is true, but like I was like kind of, I don't want to make, I don't want to sound too pretentious, but like I was somebody that a lot of people like listen to in my troop. So like if we went on camping trips, like I was like always like one of the people that kind of always knew what was going on. I like loved planning things. Um, Cause I would be like our patrol leader. Like, so you're divided troop into like two or three patrol or well mine was like two or three some of the bigger ones have more patrols in them but i was the leader the patrol i was assigned like in the beginning i stayed in through the end which is also not totally common it's almost like i don't know how like every year you uh, well i'm trying to think like how gym class like you get like you pick teams every week but it wasn't that frequent it'd be like every year like you'd expect like some people to join your patrol and some people to leave and but mine like stayed together the whole time. And I was like my patrol leader for a long time. Uh, and then there's like higher positions in boy Scouts. Like there's like senior patrol leader, which means you're like in charge of everything. But like, for instance, that was like a job that I didn't actually find that interesting because people already all listened to me. And then as my patrol became like the senior, the like having, having existed longer, mm-hmm. we became like the de facto, like, even if we weren't older than necessarily everyone else, like we were the de facto in charge yeah. group. And um, I guess anecdotally also in this, like this senior patrol leader job, which you got like elected to, but only could do it once. I never ran until, and we, we get like in my troop, this is different in different troops is you'd get like a six month run as senior patrol leader. And uh, actually to back up a little bit, this, this one of the last years I was like, at my camp as a camper and not as a counselor, the guy who was our senior patrol leader, who was like, he came up with Cub Scouts and stuff with me. Like he was my age, mm-hmm. but he was technically in charge. He like pulled me over to the side and was like, uh, Hey, I know that, you know, or, you know, I'm like senior patrol leader right now. And, uh, but I know everyone listens to you, meaning me. <laughs> and he was like, if you could just like, he was basically like kind of be like, can you be on my side? <laughs> because I need you. I need to win you over so that everyone else respects me. <laughs> That's very awkward. And so I was like, yeah. So I was basically like, if I wanted to undermine somebody, <laughs> you I could. could. Under- <sighs> um, but I wasn't like a jerk like that. And I was like, yeah, man, just like, you know, be cool. And it's like, it is this funny thing where like, it kind of was still like, yeah, I'm on your side. But if you cross me, <laughs> uh, I didn't say that. But like, you know, it's implied like. I'll be on your side, but just like, you got to be cool too. Yeah. <laughs> you, I'll be, I'll follow you, but you better not like abuse your power. <laughs> you had so much power at such um, a young age. I did. Uh, so fast forwarding a little bit. So then it's like, finally, like the last, it's like, once you turn 18, you're sort of done. And so it was like the six months leading to me turning 18. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll run for senior patrol leader. And I don't know if anyone even bothered to run against me. Cause it was just kind of like, everyone just knew I was going to win. It's like, and I think some people were like, Oh, he was never senior patrol leader. Cause like there is some air to being like, if you were, you know, it's like Obama, right? Like he's not president anymore, but you're still like, he was a president, Yeah, you know? <laughs> um, and, uh, well, I don't want to get too much into the politics of all that, but, uh, the same idea that like being the former means you already, you're sort of like ascended to like the emeritus yeah. <laughs> position. Um, like, I don't know what people, 
I guess there was like junior assistant scoutmaster, Jasm. That's what it was. I think people were like called it that. I think I never did that because I, I literally was like, I don't need this position. I'm gonna be my patrol leader. I'm, you know, it's almost like being the. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't want to. It's like being the Paul Ryan and like oh, no. I'm not really in charge, but I'm in charge of this huge group. So therefore, I'm like I have power. I wish it was. I wish I didn't have to make so many political references. It's like being. I don't want to make this sports one either. Um, I, you know, I will because it's not that offensive. It's like being, um, it's like being Bill Belichick. You know, you're not like in charge of all the other teams, but like you're everyone in knows your team. you're in charge of your own team. But also, everyone knows that like you're the coach that everyone's like envious, like that they okay. wish they were as good as him. I think no matter what your feelings on him are, and I know you don't like the Patriots, but you're, but you know, like the other coaches are have like that respect for him in yes, a way no, where like he's he wins, respected. You know? Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, and then it's like, we're like quarterbacks, like there's other good quarterbacks, but like there, you know, everyone knows who like Tom Brady is. <laughs> um, and there's still like Drew Brees and, uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rogers. Um, trying to name the good ones. The really, the, these are the top tier guys. Like Bortles. Blake Bortles. Hashtag the good place. Uh, <laughs> for all my good place heads out there. Uh, who else is, is it? I don't, I don't know enough. Eli about. Manning. He's, he's, he was really bad this year though. Isn't I know, he, but like I'm just naming quarterbacks. Done for. I could name quarterbacks. Um, Kirk Cousins. Uh, Colin Kaepernick. He's not, didn't play this year, but. He did not play this year. To mash up our politics and our, the um, sports references. <laughs> Um, so when I was in high school, I was in 4-H. I don't know if you knew that about me. I did not. Now you know. My Boy Scout camp was next to a 4-H camp. Oh, that makes sense. Um, and I would joke that I was really good at 4-H, but I don't know if I got the leadership skills that I was supposed to get out of it. Um, I mean, I think even out of like, as a, as an, as an outsider now that I haven't been in the Boy Scouts, (laughs) I, and just this discussion, I feel like maybe I was monopolizing like the ability to be in charge. Like, I don't know. Like, that's not a thing you ever think about yourself. You're like, I'm being in charge a lot, especially if you're like a teenager. You wish you were in charge all the time. Yeah. That's like kind of your goal as a teenager. Yeah. To just be in charge. Yeah. And that was, and I, you know, I wasn't, I was like that a lot in Boy Scouts, but like in high school, I wasn't like. I wasn't like a leader of anything. I was on student council. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. I wasn't student president or anything. Um, there's a great photo in my yearbook. Uh, they took like pictures of student council. And when I was in high school, um, I wore a lot of like black band t-shirts and like, I, I don't know, I guess I, I wasn't goth by any stretch, but I like fit more into that side of things than I would have the like preppy kid side mm-hmm. of things so every sh- every day i was wearing like a different thing and i was into like new metal music or whatever so i liked corn and slipknot and that kind of stuff and uh in my yearbook it's student council pictures and it's like from all four grades i guess or whatever it's because it's like a big it's like a picture of like 15 or whatever I think there were, I think each class got like four student council members and then like they're each had their own president and vice president, something like that. And so there's a picture of all of us and then, and I'm in it, but I'm like 
30 feet to the right of everyone else and i'm wearing like a black system of a down (laughs) t-shirt uh so i didn't uh even though i was trying to be part of everything i still this picture reminds me that i was not (laughs) um two stories um in my senior year yearbook class of 2008 uh i was voted most shy most shy yeah that is a weird award because you think the most shy person would be someone you'd never notice thank you (laughs) thank you this has been my argument since i was 18 years old i did not want to win my friend who worked on the yearbook committee not worked was on (laughs) he didn't get paid for it Mm -hmm. he was like i'm nominating you i'm like okay i don't want to (laughs) win and so people be like do you want me to vote for you i'm like no please don't (laughs) but i still won and i claim that by being voted most shy i was inherently not the most shy yeah i would agree with that people knew who you were so thank you there's probably somebody who was like never spoke a word to anybody at your school who was like i was most shy Uh, I was not voted most anything, but I hear it's because people split their vote on me. They didn't know what to vote for me as. And it, I'll t- do you take a guess at what two things people voted for me as? Ooh, okay. Um, most likely <laughs> to design a website. <laughs> I'm trying to. I would have won that one. I think. <laughs> I'm trying to. De- remember what they were um biggest nerd biggest nerd i don't think that was all of ours were like at least we didn't have like shyest i don't think we had they were all like positive like overtly positive attributes i think well one of them one of them that my vote was split on i don't think is overtly positive i think they meant it to be but i think the term is semi-derogatory i'll just tell you uh class clown Okay, that makes sense. Which I think is the slightly, like, that can go either way. Like, where you're like, this person's a, a, a jerk or whatever. Yeah. I think it's like, so people voted for me for that because they did think I, I was funny. Although I was maybe not the, f- I was not really funny in a class clown kind of way. Yeah, class clown is big. And so I think that's what sort of messed it all up is because I wasn't clowny, but people were voting for me for that because they thought it was funny. Uh, but the other thing that they were also voted for me because I was funny was best personality. Oh. Uh, and I had a lot of people tell me that they thought I should go, I should like go for that one or whatever, which I thought was like, I was like, wow, I didn't know people liked my personality. Uh, that's a good one to have. Yeah. I didn't win it though because well. I didn't win anything because people didn't know what to vote for me for. Um, maybe that's a good thing. People don't know what to vote for yeah. me. Yeah, You're not labeled. And then I once, um, senior patrol leader in my thing i would uh, uh, go ahead i don't i was gonna say sit, tell you a story about 4-h that's fine okay so when i was in 4-h <laughs> i was in this thing called junior leaders and i had been in it i was like i'm gonna say 17 at the time and i'd been in it since i was like 13 you join 4-h when you're nine but then like as you get older there's like other things you can do and this was the year i was like i'm gonna run for secretary and I'm going to get it because I didn't want to be president. I didn't want to be vice president. Oh. I wanted to be the secretary. But that year, three rando girls from the FFA were like, I'm joining too. And everyone knew them already. Oh. And someone got secretary. And then she didn't do anything 
all year. Wow, I can tell you're mad. That's the loudest you've got the whole podcast. Still mad about it. Anyways, I have moved on. They probably all voted the opposite I did, and I'm so much better than all of them. Um, and I feel good about that. I have, I, I just, you just jogged my memory of, I, oh God, this is in the weeds of the Boy Scouts, but. Uh, and the weeds like a roast. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. We, we talked, this, we talked so much less about the tea this week than we did last week. I don't mind though. It's fine. See, I don't think we talked a lot about the tea last week. We tried to bring it up like three times and this time, like even when I brought it and I was like, it's a green tea. I'm green. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Moving on. Um, it'll be better when we, I think maybe when we start having guests and then we can all be like, how do you like the tea or whatever, um, into the Boy Scouts thing. So, so you know how, like, I'll try to explain it this way. And this is sort of how we tried to explain it when we pitched it in the Boy Scouts, but you know how, like, you can have like in a school, you can have like the National Honor Society. Yes. And that's like if you get like good enough grades and like you write an essay or something um and so like you can be both part of the school and like also like you get different like graduation you get like wear like yeah. a tassel around you your neck tassels. and you're like i'm this you know i'm in the national Honor society therefore i'm wearing this so i'm like in this separate group i had two um or maybe mm, yeah i guess that's close enough that's good enough um, i had national honor society and national arts honor society keep going i'm sorry ooh. We only had one of those in my school, I think. And I'm not sure that I had it. I had it in middle school. I didn't get quite as good grades in high school as I did earlier. Um, but like, maybe I'm losing this metaphor. Is there like, God. All right. I'm going to add this, even if this isn't true. So you have the honor society people in your school and then like take that subset of people and then elect a president, vice president and like, a board i guess maybe secretary and treasurer like almost like as if that was like a club i kind of what i basically want is a club that a large percentage of the school could be in (laughs) and that would also have like its own separate like events almost yeah what is this in life how does this like equate to life i guess it's like i guess it's just like in life if you like are in a also in a any kind of club the elks or something yeah and like there is somebody who runs for president and vice president that stuff so like in the boy scouts within the bounds of the boy scouts there is a group called the order of the arrow and you have to get like sort of elected into it in the first place sort of by just the other people in your troop thinking like you deserve to be in this group and so that runs so like your boy scout troop and like the, the the order of the arrow run they're both boy scouts but they sort of run separately so when you're in the boy scouts like you go on trips with like your troop so it's just whoever you have like weekly meetings with then you go on camping trips and then you know you go to summer camp and then at summer camp there's like a bunch of troops but you're sort of so like you can interact with other people from other troops but you're still sort of there as your troop and you guys you all camp in your area and then like down the road is like another troop and down the road from that's another one but the Order of the Arrow, like, didn't have the bounds of troops. You were just all in this group. So I might hang out with people from different troops yeah. here. And then within that, you had, like, a vice president or president, vice president. Uh, and there was, like, a, uh, not a board. I guess it's a board. And, yeah. like, each people were, like, in charge of different departments. So then there was, like, the events committee. Um, 
there was like the service committee there was like and for a while i was in charge of the publications committee which meant i i like designed our we had like a quarterly newsletter and so i would like put it together on the computer and then print it out and stuff this is more leadership stuff i did uh this is like a th- you have to like get people you'd be like uh hey i need people to help me like fold and staple mm-hmm. and stamp all these things so i would do that um and i would just i don't know i got sort of suckered into doing this publications thing but then it ended up being kind of fun and i did it for like two years and uh then they then like they did this then they needed like every year they have elections and then one year like me and this other guy decided to run as so it is it is like president and vice president but because it's like native american themed it was like uh chief and vice chief and there were two vice chiefs one and like each vice chief was in charge of like one half of the sort of board so like one guy one it was guys <laughs> one was in charge of the events based things and then one was in charge of the service based things so like if they fit like sort of like vice principals at a school like yeah they, like this vice principal's in charge of these whatever um at least that's how my high school was <laughs> um i think each grade had a vice principal or something like that in my high school i don't remember um i might be wrong <laughs> um but uh so uh i won one vice chief and my friend won chief you didn't run you didn't run like as a ticket <laughs> and then another guy won the other vice chief but he almost like immediately stopped coming like he won it for <laughs> for the fun of it and then so i basically became the vice chief and so i was in charge of everyone so it was like funny because like basically me and the chief we just we almost treated it like we were just like partners um and people loved us because we were both we were friends so it's like a lot of times like the, the the people in charge aren't friends so like we were friends everyone people really liked i mean they voted for us everyone liked us we were like considered kind of cool because we were also not stuffy boy scouts like both him and i were just not your typical thought of it like we were not and like a lot of my friends in boy scouts weren't which is kind of why i think i was like a good leader is because i was like a a person i wasn't like a weirdo yeah which i am a weirdo now but i wasn't then (laughs) so weird so weird um but we yeah so we won and people were so excited and then uh we had just like this great year and then you can, you can only be chief once. That was the other thing. So the guy who was chief was like, not, he couldn't run again, but I could run. Uh, but I didn't want to, <laughs> cause I was like going to go to college and I was like, uh, I don't want, was it? Yeah. I guess it was that I was going to college and I was just like, I don't want to, I'm leaving. I'm not going to be around. Uh, I did basically didn't want to be what this other guy was when he just like, wasn't there. And people we had had in recent history had, other people who kind of did that like they were like well i'll come back you know once a month from college or whatever and it's like you no, kind of you need well first of all no you're not but you also need to be around more like people yeah. would just like skip meetings like we just have like monthly meetings and people would just be like no i'm not coming for that one or whatever and i was nominated and i basically gave like a concession speech that i like we like it was so funny like we gave speeches about us not running like people wanted me to run for chief so bad <laughs> That I had to give a speech about not doing it and how I wish I could, but I'm sorry, I, I won't be able to. And it was like unheard of that someone like needed to do that. And I realize I'm bragging very hard right now. Uh, but um, I did also like that I was sort of embarrassing the person who was going to run after me because <laughs> he was like an unliked person. Oh. And I kind of like, 
I didn't like him either. And I kind of, it was almost like, like I was being vindictive about it. So I was almost like giving the speech to sort of stick it to him. That's like, just so you know, if I did run, I would have beat you <laughs> and everyone here knows it, <laughs> but you can go ahead and uh, do whatever. Sounds like the Boy Scout power really went to your head. Uh, it did. I have a, I have a side story. To this too. <laughs> it's like, it's the next, it's like the next chapter of this story, which this guy does Return win. The page. This like unlikable guy does like win. And like, there's this whole, this is so funny. I'm not going to name anyone's name, but if people know me or my situation, the Boy Scouts, they all know who I'm talking about right now. And, um, basically the end of it all, like when you're done with your year and you have the new election, you have like a, like an inauguration of the next people. And you know, like, you know, when, when, (laughs) let's just say when it was George Bush into Obama, so we can think of slightly happier times than now. (sighs) Um, you know, you have like past presidents there, but it's like about the new president coming in. You know, Obama's inauguration is about Obama. It's not about George Bush. It's about the new person. Right. And, um, uh so we had like the same thing where it's like you have a dinner and you sort of have like a passing passing of the torch where you're like this new person is here but basically because both me and the other guy who were in charge and therefore this like we had like a, it was like a dinner therefore this dinner is sort of like our last thing that we're in charge of where we're like if you think about it a certain way like the last thing like one administration does for president is like have the inauguration for the next president like they have to you know uh in a way i guess i don't know if that analogy totally tracks but like you know they're they're in charge of it you know it's still until the new president squares in i mean the secret service and all that stuff it's still like part of the current president's like administration or whatever um so we're we're planning this whole thing and we basically changed it from like being this guy's inauguration to being our like goodbye party And I mean, we did have his inauguration. That was part of it. But we like sort of tried to upstage him almost like at every turn. We were like, there was this whole thing where we were like, we put on Hawaiian shirt. We took off our, off our uniforms and put on Hawaiian shirts to be like, we're going on vacation. See you later. <laughs> and uh, it the was li- the ultimate final power <laughs> move. <laughs> the listeners can't see it, but I am shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> it was loads of fun then. And also everyone else appreciated it. The only people who didn't like it were the guy who we didn't like and his dad, um, who... Also, already for years, had not liked me or my friend who were in charge. Like, this guy, like, he had been my long time. This is an adult, by the way. He is. And you were 18. This is, I was about 18. And this guy is a middle aged father. And he was like, uh, he was almost more worth sticking it to than his son, although his son was a real jerk, too. Um, And, uh, yeah, it was so it's like this guy, like what's that's this guy's problem? Why does he hate these kids so much? He hated me like when I was like fifteen or whatever, he like already like had formed an opinion as an adult to like hate me and it's like, dude, get out of here. Fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Also, <laughs> your son is terrible. <laughs> like be mad at your son for being awful. Um Yeah. <laughs> Oy vey. Um I do have to say that we are running much longer than last week. I was I, I was wondering, but I didn't know how- if I should ask. Um, I don't know. I mean, I this felt all natural, but I also got to just spew about Boy Scout stuff. That's good. Um, do you have more things you want to say or ask? Or? Um, I'm thinking. Um, oh, I did have one question. 
unrelated, ah, unrelated, related, <laughs> not based on the tangent we just went on. It's going to be a quick answer. It can be a long answer. What was the best Barrett, Mad ba- Merit badge you got? <laughs> best Barrett badge? Yes. What? Um, and do you still have them? Oh, yeah. I, um, I think I have them all here somewhere, actually. I have, like, my, not in this room, but in my apartment. <laughs> um, well, because, like, a year ago, in a different improv class that I was taking... You had actually you had to do you had to like come and share a real life. Oh, was thing. it the grounded Harold's class? The grounded improv class? Uh, yeah, grounded or like real life or something. It was like something more specific than grounded. I think. Uh, was Zach Willis? Yeah, name? I think yeah. I took that class. Beep. I said a name. <laughs> yeah, that one. Did you have to like show and tell? Yeah. Something? Yeah. So I did like boy, and I wore like my uniform, and I had my merit badges with <laughs> me. Uh, I'm probably gonna miss the one I really. Well, I'll, I'll, I taught four. I taught four merit badges or five. I think I taught five one year and four most years. Uh, I liked those. Those were I taught all the handicraft artsy merit badges, including art, general art merit badge. Those were good. I liked the science ones. Um, those were like, oh, there's like astronomy and like soil and water conservation. Uh, I was very green back then. I could have talked about how I did all the ecology. Like there was an ecology section of my summer camp and I had every merit badge from there. And there was a waterfront area and I had none of the merit badges. So I <laughs> spent no time doing water stuff, <laughs> all my time doing science biology crap. Um, uh, the weirdest merit badge I have is wilderness survival where you had to spend a night without anything that's terrifying you build your own shelter and nope. uh you got like limited food and no sleeping bag and nope. all that stuff that's a pretty weird one nope <laughs> it was the worst i slept but it was the worst night's sleep of my life <laughs> nope um and then i mean i liked all the boy scouty like camping stuff like there's there is a camping merit badge and you have to like do campy camp stuff like make sure you do like all the proper like build a fire the right way and uh i don't know just set everything up the right way um one of the other ecology ones i know there's one you have to you just have to it was like environmental science and you have to sit in the woods for hours at a time and just make observations oh i'd like that one it was it was something well, so if you did it at summer camp, you had to, it was like two hours a day, four different days that week. Oh, that's a lot of days. And then you had to write like a paper, like a 500 or no, 500, some amount of words that like seemed crazy. And you had to handwrite it because you were at summer camp. You didn't have like a computer and a printer or anything. You were just like in the woods. So you had to handwrite this like essay, which by the way, the counselors then had to read them like overnight or whatever, like during the day. <laughs> um but like if you took this merit badge not at summer camp, you were supposed to do it over the course of four months. So for like one day, of, for two hours, was it two hours? Yeah, I guess it was two hours. Uh, once a day or once a month, you had to sit and make the observation. So the merit badge not at camp would take you at least four months to do. And I think that would have been better because like you can, you can easily fit in like two hours of random sitting in the woods a month. Yeah. But it's a lot harder when you have to do it one, basically one day, because you're only there for five, well, sun, your merit badge is really Monday through Friday. 
So you have to set for two hours Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Each has to have like two hours. So then you kind of feel, you're like, I'm missing stuff because <laughs> I'm in the woods right That's now. That's true. And people are like playing tag or something. <laughs> um, what else was there? There's like archery. That was fun. I never got archery though. <laughs> I could never get like, in order to like get it, you had to do all these little things. But then you also had to do like an archery you had to get like a score in like a round, like an official round of archery. And I like failed at the, at getting the right amount of points. And I think I did it one year. I think it was like the first year I did it. And I was probably like too young and too little. Like I just didn't have the, cause like it doesn't matter if you're 12 or 18 or 17 or whatever, you have to do the same merit badge. So like I probably could have done it if I had like done it a couple years later and been stronger, you know, been better at archery. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like, I think when you're young, you're just like archery, that's the merit badge or whatever. <laughs> like I, that's like one of the go-tos, right? Is like, I have archery merit badge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and I never went back to it. So I never got it. I did all the requirements except the scoring requirement. <laughs> um, um, okay. Other question. Yeah. Did people like your uh, Boy Scout presentation in your uh, Grounded Herald's class? Oh yeah, people were excited about it because uh, I wore the uniform. <laughs> like I went that extra step, uh, and I did like I did so much Boy Scout stuff that I just had so many things in my uniform to point to and be like, "This is this thing, and this means this." And because um, like it, I mean, it's like a military uniform where you end up having like all these things on a sleeve, and these badges mean one thing, and you have like things on your pockets, and you're like, "This means this, and this other thing means that," and um, and then like some of the stuff is goofier, <laughs> like you just have like badges for like some random trip you went on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cause like, like, you know, like baseball trading, like card trading yeah. and stuff like there's a whole world of that with just like Boy Scout patches. Interesting. Like I actually have what I believe to be valuable ones. I've never like looked up how much they're worth, but like I have like a bunch of limited edition or I mean basically any badge of that nature. Like it'll be like, you know, the 2001 winter, um, Derby or something like that. And like, you know, I think a lot of them aren't worth something, but like occasionally there'll be just something that like, it's hard to find or they only give it to their members. So then if you're like a trader and you want it, you know, you have to trade it with somebody who was like a member of that thing. Like, so I do have a good, like five or six of them that I think, are like highly desirable. <laughs> um, wow. I've never looked it up, but it's like, I, I probably have like a Babe Ruth or something. <laughs> I don't have any old ones like um, from like a long time ago or anything. I don't think, but I have a lot of like, well, <laughs> everything's relative now, right? Cause these were all from like 15 years ago. So I guess they are old in that sense. <laughs> like I haven't done anything Boy Scouty since I was like 21. It's 11 years ago. <laughs> 12 years ago almost um yeah (laughs) any additional comments oh no i did want to know about the merit badges uh um this is why i picked like i want i went on the i went on the eagle scout thing and then we dove right back to the stuff anyways because i was like boy scouts are so broad yeah there's so much (laughs) that i could talk about um because i did it for so long yeah 
Um, but I guess there's other topics. So let's, you know, hammer out all our Boy Scout stuff. And if anyone has further questions, go ahead and tweet at me. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I do have any other questions about Eagle Scouts or. Um, I can't think of any. That's fine. We can wrap this episode up. Okay. And then like, now we all know that I'm a Boy Scout and further podcasts you can be like well you you're a boy scout like (laughs) reference it or whatever and i'll go on more tangents it's probably the topic i know singularly the most about (laughs) i did it for i don't know fifth what's fifth how old are you in fifth no fifth grade is when you go into boy scouts no i guess like second grade through like when i was 21 or something like that that's a long time right (laughs) So you're like seven when you're in second grade. So 14 years. Yeah. It was either second or... Th- yeah. I know like fifth grade, I think, is like... Now I'm, now I'm getting confused. It's like when you go into Boy Scouts. Or it's when you're in the second year of We Below Scouts. <laughs> There's two years of that. Bobcat, Wolf, Bear, We Below. Those are the ranks in Cub Scouts. Wow. And We Below is not an animal. I didn't think it was. Well, Bobcat, Bear, and... I know, but I, why did... I did, The other one that I said, Bobcat, is it just, Bear, Wolf. That's just what it is? Uh, I believe it stands for We Be Loyal Scouts. <laughs> and so it's like a Portman 2. Yeah. I uh. feel like we should end this podcast with you doing <laughs> the Boy Scout... I could do the 4-H one before if you want me to. Um, the Boy Scout what? what? Is there like a pledge? There is there is both a law and an oath. And I don't know that I know the oath anymore. That's like more of a poem. <laughs> no, let me, all right, I'll try. I'll try. On my honor, I will do my best. I'm, gonna, I, I'm just going to skip huge parts of it. On my honor, I will do my best to do my duty to God and my country. To obey the Scout law. To help other people people at all times to keep myself physically strong mentally awake and morally straight i wonder if i missed something there <laughs> i might have skipped like a part of it it's sort of like when you sing a song and you only know the chorus and then you just like go back into the chorus <laughs> instead of singing the words and then the law is a list of things and i think i'll probably be better at this so scout is trustworthy loyal helpful friendly courteous kind obedient cheerful thrifty brave clean and reverent wow I'm pretty sure I got that one right. Um, these were like the Pledge of Allegiance. Like you'd say them like every... Do you do that in school? Do you say the yeah, Pledge of Allegiance? No, we don't do it at my school. I don't know if they do it in public schools, but... Uh, I did when I was in public it, When I was growing up. <laughs> uh, we had to do it. But we would do that. Like we'd start our... meet. We had meetings every week for Boy Scouts and we would do... We would do both the law and the oath or whatever. And we would do like, I think we would do the Pledge of Allegiance. So like you do the Pledge of Allegiance and then you, maybe we alternated and it was like, now let's do the Scout Oath. Um, or maybe we like started a meeting with the Pledge of Allegiance and ended with the Scout Oath or something. <laughs> um, I don't know. That was, going to meetings, I stopped doing that when I was 18. So that's even longer ago. Um. Do you want to do the 4-H one? I would love to do the 4-H one. Let's okay. hear it. I pledge my head to clearer thinking, my heart to greater loyalty, my hands to larger service, my health to better living for my club, my community, my country, and my world. 
That was that was pretty similar. Yes. Uh, and I think I've also heard the Girl Scout one and been like, yeah, it's the same. You kind of just once you know how to write an oath, you write. You, you write. Use the same words. The same person probably wrote all of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I feel like there's something. Oh, the same guy like originally started both the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts. Baden Powell. I did not know that. He started scouting in England, and then when they started, so he didn't. He did not start Girl Scouts, but the person who did basically was like, I want to do what he did or like model it after what he did because even the american version is different like he was from england and, and he wanted like ways for young boys to join the military or whatever <laughs> and then like the american one was like slightly different from that but it, it all comes from him <laughs> there's like i feel like the girl scout one is it's very it's like he didn't start it but it's more closely related than he just inspired it <laughs> like he like yeah I don't want to, I don't want to speak out of turn because I don't really know much about it, but I feel like he, like the person who started Girl Scouts, like either like looked up to him or meant, was a, there was a mentory thing or maybe, I don't know. I'm, I'm going out of bounds now. I don't know either. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a great experiment in a podcast twice as long as last week's. <laughs> um, uh, well, we, we've been Matt and Emily. We've been Matt and Emily. This a- has been TBD. And, um, please, oh, I did, I found out a thing about subscribing recently that if you subscribe to this podcast on like, especially in the Apple store, it gets to you faster than if you just look it up. I found this out because uh, of my other podcast that I had a hard time finding and I real, and I read, was reading that subscribers get it pushed to them immediately as soon as it gets published. But if you're just trying to look it up in the iTunes store um it does it takes uh, like several more hours to show up that's interesting it doesn't get indexed right away so so subscribe to our podcast rate our podcast rate rate and review that thing yeah. <laughs> the way you're supposed to close every podcast rate yes. and review <laughs> um and we'll uh we'll see you next week talk to you next time bye bye <laughs>